what's everybody? Welcome to Turn Up with Ben and Jeff. It's official. We have a name. That's uh, the name of the name of the week. This is your giant bombcast post show. Uh, we're here to take your questions. Uh, that came out of the. Was that, was that we were playing we're battlegrounds playing, yesterday. We were playing battlegrounds, and I don't know who said "Turn Up with Ben and Jeff." Yeah, but it got said, and, and we're like, "That's timely." Yeah, that's that's the hottest lingo. It's good because we're getting ahead of when it comes back. Right. That's the it's that's the smart proofing. play. That's the smart play. Uh, we are here to you know talk about what we talked about on the show, but a little bit more. You know, obviously. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on out there. You know, we're entering like a pretty busy time for games. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, well, I'll start here. Uh, oh, for, for starters, if you're in the chat watching live and you want to contact us and join the show, uh, there's a discord username in there and you can send a friend. What is it? You send a friend request, then send a, your t- question via text yeah. to that account. Mm-hmm. And then if we like it, if Ben likes it down there, call call screener Ben. It's uh, we'll uh, he'll he'll wave, and then uh, he I'll will, send he you will a message. Call you. He will I'll, send a I'll message. I'll let you know, say, like, hey, you're in the queue. Next, or, hey, yeah, and then we'll, we'll take your call. In the meantime, we've got uh, some questions coming in from the chat, just text style here. We got a, that new questions feature. Yeah, yeah. There's just a, a ask a question button at the top of the chat now, which is fucking sweet. Uh. And the first one that came in, my least favorite format for a question, but a question nonetheless. Okami HD got announced today. Thoughts? Like that? Yeah. Uh, I it, that's cool. I don't know. Like, I, did you play Okami? Uh, nope. I should have because I like Zelda. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good Zelda game. Uh, when there weren't uh, as many of those. Um, and I wonder how it'll play today for people who haven't played it originally. Um, have they took out the, the IGN watermark? No, they're putting it back in oh, cool. uh, in HD. It's 4K, uh, 4K IGN watermark now. They're, it's very exciting. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm not a huge Okami fan. I remember enjoying it when it when it came out, but um, yeah, I don't know why is why isn't it coming to the Switch? They another question from Azure Gale. Like, eh, Publishers make decisions all the time based on how easy the work is and yeah. and and how much money that they think they can make out of it. This is a remaster or an HD version, so um, I get the gist from you know I'm not like out there talking to a lot of developers, but I was chatting with some at, at PAX, mm-hmm. and I remember one guy in particular was like, "Yeah, it's coming." He was showing off an indie game. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, it's coming to Xbox, PlayStation, and." I'm working really hard on other platforms. Yeah. yeah which yeah. makes it seem like it's maybe a little bit more difficult to get. Or there's business that has to happen before you can even probably say you're coming to Switch. Yeah. Uh, which that's true for any platform, um, I think. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there, it seems like there are some obstacles in coming to Switch, depending on different developers. You see a lot of games uh, coming out at $10 more expensive. Well, I think LA Noir might have been the, the most recent example of this of like, hey, the, the Switch version is going to be $10 more. And I saw, uh, I believe, uh, Daniel uh, Ahmed on Twitter, uh, who's an analyst, had said, um, you know, that Nintendo's costs, like if you want to have a game that's over 8 gigs uh, on the Switch as a physical uh, cartridge, uh, the cost to developers goes up by a lot because a 32 gig card is more expensive to produce and all this other stuff. So uh, you end up in situations where if you are making a large game, a large file size game, uh, 
then you might end up paying a ton of money to get those things made up. And so sometimes they want to make that cost up by charging more money. I don't know if that's the case in every single uh, instance of this. I think there were some digital-only games that were trying to charge more as well. But, uh, you know, uh, that that at least does partially explain some of that stuff. Um, let's see here. Any affinity for the East series? Newest one came out today and it's supposed to be great. No, I, I, I'm always willing to take a look at, at a new East game, but it's never really... I've never been a huge, uh, huge, huge fan of it. I'm over uh, here Googling, trying to figure out what East is. It's Y-S. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a long running uh, role playing game franchise out of Japan. Um, yeah, no, I, this and, and now isn't it like more of an action RPG? I think I don't know. Um, tactful ogre saying how much of your battlegrounds time has become Destiny Two time? I'd say almost all of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I mostly just been playing Destiny Two. I haven't been. I I have I've played like two matches of Dota in the last week, yeah. and that's saying something mm. so i've been playing destiny yeah no I, i've definitely been playing more of that but now <laughs> i'm kind of nearing the end of destiny content like i've got the raid and you know there'll be a new nightfall and all the other stuff but it is kind of like repeating content at that point so yeah i want to make my character stronger but i don't know how much time i'm gonna put into it now that i've kind of seen most of what there is to see uh i want to do the raid i want to gear up for the raid i, I think that'd be fun we should do that I think that'd be a good time. Yeah. Uh, maybe next week once we got, I, I think we can probably put together six people who yeah, yeah, yeah. would be strong. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so this week, you know, if we want to, if you, if you want a topic for your questions, I'm sure you're, you're lining up questions over there. You got, yeah. you got stuff going. Got one. All right. Well, uh, if you want to, uh, I, I would like to hear about maybe, you know, your time with not only destiny Two but also just kind of like, that type of online game, you know, I, I talked about during the, the podcast, we talked about Fantasy Star Online as being, I feel like a, you, there are a lot of direct, there's a lot of direct lineage between like how PSO was built uh, and how and how Destiny kind of operates. The, there, there are parallels there. So, you know, it, like what was your first kind of big social online experience and, and how did it go? Uh, back when you could do that sort of stuff, back before voice chat, I think kind of, has ruined a lot of, um, you know, modern like the the way voice chat has developed uh, has gotten kind of nasty out there, and now everyone just stays in their own individual parties and doesn't talk to public people anymore. Yeah, because um, why would you? It was you know for a while it was okay. For a while it was like less bad than it is now, and and you could kind of. Do you think it's because the internet as a whole has gotten worse? I think it's a variety of things. I think broadband penetration, you have more people with internet now. And, and I think you have people that are like new to it that still view the internet as separate from re- the real world. Yeah. You know, people that are kind of just, just getting online over the last like, I don't know, five years, 10 years, whatever. And people who have been online for like 20 years yeah. and who at this point don't have the tolerance to deal with you know, shitty people. So they automatically just go voice off, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. I, I've seen enough shit. I'm not even going to bother. I feel like there was a golden age early on with a 360 where like people were shitty, but like in a, in a manageable way where you were like, Oh, I don't, I, I want to mute this individual person, but like, I'm still open to the idea of like 
what if I had a weird conversation with a stranger? And that I think is gone or going. Uh, I don't know anyone that is psyched for public voice chat. So I, I, if you're still into public voice chat, I actually like to hear from you as well. Cause I, I just want to know why and, and what's, what is it that I use it? I use it in Dota. Um, because it's such a team oriented game. Yeah. Like I will queue up with four other strangers and, um, not often, but, uh, especially if I'm playing like a support and you know, you kind of have to make the calls for the team while yeah. they're off doing other things. Like I'll say, Hey, let's go this way or let's try doing this or, you know, take this objective. Uh, and I would say maybe one, I'd say like eight times out of 10, it's normal. Mm-hmm. One time out of 10 people are raging at me or whatever and then the other time out of 10 like i make a friend or something yeah I, I, yeah i'd say most of the time it's just completely neutral mm-hmm. hmm. all right uh well if you got someone lined up down there do you want to send it uh over yeah to we, the... we are still probably waiting for some questions about those topics but yeah yeah uh that's fine uh, i'm gonna go ahead and make a call here for another question and i learned recently that uh discord takes a few seconds to start the call oh. after it says you've connected so i just am going to mm-hmm. call the person a little earlier and keep talking and then by the time i'm done with my yeah, thought they should go. be right here caller go ahead i see you frantically moving sliders over I there am. caller go ahead hello can you hear me oh. how about now hello you're online I'm going to call somebody else. Goodbye. All right. Great. How about I, do you want me to try calling you from, from discord? And well, we, we have another he- okay, uh, great. one here for, about public voice chat. Uh, I'm going to say I'm about to call. Sorry, folks. It's been a minute since I've done one of these. I was out for the last one. Yeah. So I'm just kind of putting on some old shoes, you know? Yeah. I, I donated a bunch of old shoes, uh, relatively recently. I had a closet good, with good some stuff you. in it. And I was like, ah, you know, these shoes are still good, but I don't think I'm going to wear them. Hello, are you with us? Are you? Uh, yeah, I am, yeah. Oh, great. Uh, so this is Bryn from the UK. Hello, Bryn. Um, what is on your mind this time around? So, yeah, I was going to comment on the voice chat thing. Yeah. Uh, basically, I, I really think it sort of helps games feel alive and, like, more social. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, that... Without it, you've got kind of got that thing where, like, oh, it could just be good AI, basically. Like, a game is multiplayer, but you don't really feel like you're interacting with people. Yeah. So, like, I think that kind of really outweighs the, like, negative stuff you get, because it is really easy just to meet people when they are shitty. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I for me, it's been... Uh... Like I, I, you know, play a lot of fighting games and, and, you know, you're just like queuing up with strangers, you know, and you never hear from them, but it's like, it's also like the only way to feel like you're getting genuine competition. It would be cool if more people mm. talked, but at the same time, I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I necessarily want to just open it up to random strangers, you know? Yeah. There's, there's people draw lines at different places. It's yeah. just, it's one of those things where like without it, it really does kind of feel like it might as well just be AI at some point. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. There is something to helping a game feel like, like let's look at uh, PUBG, for example, in that first starting area, 
you see all these people and the first time you load in, you don't have voice chat muted automatically and you just hear the screaming and a lot of stuff. And it, but it makes it feel like you're there with a hundred people. And, and it makes them feel like they're all the worst criminals in the world. And that's why you're being dropped onto this Island. It almost like makes the, the, the premise of the game work. Yeah. Uh, it's like, Oh, these yeah. people are the worst. I should shoot them all. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks a lot I for your call. That's... Thank you. Right. Thanks. Yeah, I this this uh, this announcement that they're doing like positional audio for Battlegrounds. There was some part of me that was like, oh, that might be interesting to like hear, like someone off in the distance. Hey man, do you, do you have any shotgun ammo? I need some shotgun ammo. Right, and and coming up on that conversation and realizing that you're hearing two voices, and then running around the corner and trying to shoot them both. Do you think you'd hear a voice two? before you'd hear footsteps? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. In yeah. the real world. In the real world, you would. Yeah. yeah. In the real world, footsteps are not, you know, you don't definitely always, always hear it. I'm going to try the first caller again. Okay. And now that I've turned up all these levelers. Levelers. Levels. They should be able to hear me. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hi. Where? Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling Hi. from? Um, Bart from Toronto. Hey, Toronto. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, um, I'm just asking because uh, since the announcement of Ellie Noir coming to Switch, and um, earlier in the uh, in the bombcast, you guys talked about games that have been like long awaited, like Final Fantasy VII remake and like Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, one of those games uh, is like Agent to me. Yeah, like that was announced like like almost ten years ago at this point. So with the announcement of Ellie Noir coming to Switch, is that like a sign that Rockstar? might be making other things like might be dabbling into more games other than gta and red dead or is this is them trying to make a quick fuck because like a couple of weeks ago like constant art from bully 2 and the agent went out and that got people talking about it like you know people are excited about the idea but is yeah. this rockstar just too big of a company to care about that stuff anymore yeah uh yeah thanks for your call that's that's a that's a good question i i think that uh, I think that this is them realizing they've got a game that they can put onto these platforms. Like that developer doesn't even exist anymore. The developer of Valley Noir. So I don't, I don't know who's doing that. Maybe, maybe they said who was going to do the work. Um, but yeah, th- that just strikes me as like, this is something they can do. It would be, uh, uh, they would, they would make money on it almost certainly. And, and that's probably why they're, why they're doing it. You know, probably partially because of red dead two getting pushed back. They're like, Oh, well, Let's pull the trigger on this remake because you know we've got lost revenue in this quarter for for two for take two, so let's let's get this thing in there and and maybe we can make some of that back. Uh, that's that's my guess, and I don't know that it means that we'll necessarily see a lot of non GTA stuff from Rockstar, though. You know the longevity of, of GTA Online in a lot of ways I think actually paves the way for Rockstar to do other stuff. Because if GTA Online is still making them a ton of money and, and doing really well and they're still expanding on that, they would almost be cutting off some of that revenue early if they said, like, oh, we got GTA 6 coming out. And, and you know, it, it would, I'm sure at this point it will definitely have online and all this other stuff. Um, and, and they'll get to a point where they need that if only for, you know, t- to have, like, a more robust online component for people. Or maybe they split it out into its own game or whatever. But um, I my, my take on it is, is that they... 
it would be too early for them to do another GTA because they're making so much money on GTA Online still. Uh, and really, yeah, it, that thing is is doing alarmingly well huh. uh, for a thing that like I I guess I haven't played it in years at this point. But like last time I looked in on it, I just didn't think it was very good at all. Uh, but I they I was kind of playing. Yeah, yeah, just not much fun. But people kept with it and spent a lot of money on shark cards and all that other shit and. Uh, and they've been expanding on it. They had a, an update they literally called Smuggler's Run. So like the the dark like future is like what if all the other Rockstar properties just get folded into like smaller quests inside of GTA Online. So it's like it's called Smuggler's Run, but it's really not Smuggler's Run. Not that I would necessarily want a Smuggler's Run reboot or anything at this point, but man, you know, maybe. Um, I could see them still wrapping back around and doing Bully someday. Because uh, it has that, like that's never been officially announced. But like the agent stuff, I think is all the way off the table. Like that, that's that's just not a thing, and maybe it never was. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, my, I don't know. If they ever officially canceled agent, or if they just. I think there was like what someone asked Jack Tretton or somebody at Sony, like, "What's up with agent?" And I think he was just like, "You should, uh, you should ask Rockstar about that." And, and that was that. So, uh, yeah, I, I. We're not going to see Agent. Or if we do, it's not, it's them reusing the name for some other thing, probably. Uh, that's my guess. Ben, how's it going down there? Uh, it's going. I'm, I'm in the process of getting some people here okay. in the queue. All right. Um, so maybe you want to take another chat question? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pixel One Echo says Is there another test drive unlimited like online drop in, drop out system? Uh, there would be a constant eight players in a one mile radius relative to you were on the island. Never saw anything else like that. Journey is like that. Like Test Drive Unlimited was Journey before Journey was Journey. It would automatically and seamlessly bring players into and out of your world as you drove around. The last couple of Need for Speed games were relatively like this as well, though not as successfully in some weird ways. Um, where, yeah, they would just match you up with players on the fly. So you always had seven other human players kind of around you. Uh, that was the idea. If they drove off too far, they would get disconnected from that game, connected to another game, and you would never notice, which is how, you know, kind of how Journey does uh, their thing. I thought that Test Drive Unlimited was not a great driving game. The the handling and stuff, I remember not being... like You know what? You started in really bad cars in that game. I think that's what my problem with it was. And so eventually it would become a good game, but you had to devote so much time to unlocking the good cars that it kind of wasn't worth it uh that's that's my memory of it but that online system at the time like really stuck out as like wow it, it seemed like the thing that almost like the, you know we talked about the nemesis system as being like oh this is gonna be everywhere uh it, like that seamless drop in drop out stuff seemed like it would be the norm in all games and it kind of is was like destiny has its public spaces and you know, players kind of seamlessly join up or they get into an area that's instanced and it kind of seamlessly transitions away from the the matched up players and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's it's funny. I, I, one of my favorite things in Destiny is like there'll be a public event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll end and a few people will start heading towards the same point, which is like a, an objective or a mission on the map somewhere. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all these guys are going to do the same thing I am. And it was, we were friends for a minute here in this public event. And now we're all going to go do our own thing. I'm always like, good luck, guys. I hope you get all the bad guys. Shoot them all. I'm going to do my shooting. Hooray. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that stuff's neat. Um.
Did the switch from 360 to PS4 as the dominant console of the generation lead to a change in the use of voice chat? Asks uh, Convict. Convict. I think that maybe had uh, that that could have played some part in it. You know, the you had some people that stuck with the 360 and went to Xbox One, and, and well, I don't know. I don't, there are a lot of people on PS4, and and the PS3 had plenty of voice chat, but it, the headset was never packed in. That was the thing that I think really set it off on the 360 originally. It was they were like, hey, it's, it's we, there's a headset in here, you're good to go. Uh, you know, at least in in most of the versions of the console, I think they they tended to pack one in, and so you knew everyone had one. Whereas on the PS3. They didn't pack one in, and it was like, oh, here's a Bluetooth headset that came with SOCOM, and it sucks. Yeah. But it's, you know. But God, yeah. I remember getting SOCOM for the headset and, yeah. like, selling the game back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, these Bluetooth headsets that came with the PS3 SOCOMs were, were bad. That wired one for the PS2. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Um, but, yeah, you could count on every 360 owner having voice chat because they, this console came with a headset. Whereas on the Sony side, with PS4, they did pack in a headset, but it was that crappy little wire. That thing was trash. I did some voice chat in Destiny over the weekend, and I had to like dig out my camera because that's the only way I have to do it. Yeah, I got uh, a, I got a nice new little headset because I needed one for my laptop anyway. Because this is, such is a it, do you plug it into the controller? Yeah, it's a USB yeah. uh, headset, so oh, I can plug okay, it right into the okay. console. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, I got a question here about a topic you, we kind of touched on earlier about switch cart size and, and, yeah. and the like. So I'm going to go ahead and give this caller a ring on the internet. We're going to call you and, and let you ask the questions. Caller, go Hello? ahead. Hello. What's your hey, name? Where are you calling from? Um, okay. I'm Jaunty from Toronto. Hello, Jaunty. Toronto. Yes. Toronto hey, repping yeah. hard. Toronto massive. Go Raptors. Um, yes. Okay, so the question I have is, so like a couple, like a week ago about, um, there was an article from IGN that, that basically said Nintendo stated that um, some of their games are going to require like extra SD cards beyond the like internal storage. Yeah. Um, the first of which is going to be 2K18, like NBA. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, do you guys think that's like a big deal? You know, as games are getting bigger, is that like something that console manufacturers should like take responsibility for? Or do you think like, who cares? Like just buy an SD card. I, I, that, thanks. Thanks for the question. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's concerning, but also it kind of comes with the territory, uh, with, uh, with the size of games and, uh, and the expectation that games that a lot of those online connected style of games, like a sports game that's going to have roster updates and all that sort of stuff is going to come with a lot of that expectation of, Hey, we've got some storage space to work with either for, uh, our own rosters or your created players or or whatever um and you know the internal storage on the switch is not super big uh it's 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 not what is it it's is it eight gigs internal storage i do you know you don't know i don't know, know. yeah I can um, look it up um and i i had a a 32 gig card a micro sd just kind of hanging out and so i just threw that in there and i've already had to delete games uh from the switch uh and the way it handles like what installs where on the digital games, like what goes to internal storage versus external and all that sort of stuff uh, seems a little off at times. 32. 32 internal. Okay. So I had 32 internal and I guess maybe I put another 32 in it. I forget. But I don't think that they're necessarily saying that Well, I had, I, there's no way that that game could take up more than 32 gigs of storage. The the I, The where I pulled that number from was there was an article that Dragon Quest Heroes mm-hmm. uh, is 30, 
32, it was 32 gigs. gigs, right? So it was so bigger it was like, than the internal storage. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, but I, I want to say where they, they might have even been saying that physical copies of NBA 2K18 might have required additional storage, which oh. most of that game would be stored on the card. I could be wrong on that. Uh, and maybe it is just, you know, hey, this game's going to be bigger uh, than, than you expect. Micro SD card prices have come way down uh, over the last few years. I don't think they're, you know, perfect. Um, but, you know, you, you kind of knew going in that this thing did not have enough internal storage, like a 32 gigs. If they're marketing this as like, hey, this is our console style thing, uh, that some developer was going to come along with like a 70 gig game someday or something crazy like that. If they want to be open to those types of experiences, they have to allow games to be larger. And it leads to this situation. Like, I, I think the, the having it go the other way, right, of like, oh, your game can only be seven gigs or you know like the maximum file size for your game must be plus all patches and dlc right has to be within this range and it has to be 10 gig you know like something crazy like that then you're just hurting game development you're hurting innovation on the switch yeah uh i mean you like memory cards were a thing i mean that was for like saves and stuff yeah, yeah. but so it's kind of different but we've been buying peripherals for our video game consoles that we haven't technically needed before mm. but I bought a lot of blank floppy disks back in the day. Yeah, you know, that's not a perfect analogy either. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it, at least it's not a proprietary thing the way Sony has done it. Like those sixty-four gig Vita cards that are probably still a thousand dollars or something. Uh, no, like two hundred. Some some insane sum. Um, so I, you know, that's not great. Uh, we got a we got a call here. You want to take about Destiny and Anthem? All right, let's 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 do it. So what happens is I hit the phone button uh-huh. and I talk. Yeah, hello. And I'm, then when I'm done talking, hello? the other person says hello. Hello, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, AJ from Liverpool in England. Hi, AJ. What's on your We're mind? Going around the world in That's this right. episode. That's, what, that's <laughs> what we do. Uh, so Destiny's insanely popular right now. Are you guys expecting like more games to do like pseudo MMO mechanics like Destiny's public events? Uh yeah yeah I, I think so I I think that uh, the the whole like you know they, like games as a service is what they like to talk about when all these connected games like the division uh, which you know the division didn't necessarily have like players connected in the same space the same way Destiny does and I think that's one of the things I wish it would it did do um, because once you leave the safe spot like you you're only seeing your team and not and not other strangers running around that much. Uh, and I, I wish it did that, but yeah, I think that, you know, we'll see more of these games just because of the popularity of, of, uh, a lot of this stuff, um, a lot with destiny and, and the divisions done quite well for, for Ubisoft as I understand it. Uh, but you know, driving games are a natural fit for some of this stuff. You know, the, like Forza Horizon is kind of like a, a seamlessly online sort yeah, of thing in a lot of ways. your friends drive. And I, I guess the, the newest one actually has the car, them driving the cars that they actually drive rather than the first one, I, I think, which had them just driving. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, as far as Horizon 3 does that stuff. Um, so yeah, I think that, you know, with games being constantly connected and stuff like that, I think you're going to see more opportunities for players to kind of come together around that stuff. Maybe not in the public event format. I think that'll work from game to game, depending on what the design of the game is. That's what PUBG should do. Instead of just waiting for everyone else to copy them, just start taking things from every other. You you, you just see the ghost of your friend running next to you 
and public shot. G. That's what they, you know, for public events. Okay. They call it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they they have a big marketing team that can come up with a good name. Right. Um, I thought I, I didn't know. okay. But there's a good first. There's no bad ideas here. Yeah. No, we're just spitballing around the room. That's right. Thanks for your call. All right. I was expecting him to say like "You're welcome" or yeah, no, "See you next time" or right. something, but he, he just like, kind of didn't say anything. Like, so like, I was like, "Well, fine, I'll hit the hang up button." Yeah. Um, Flashfield twenty nine wants to turn it around and go. What's the last game you really enjoyed public voice chat in, and what was your most positive, fun experience with it? Uh, you know, I I played a lot of Call of Duty four, uh, and that was. That was, I think, right around. Maybe that's the turning point, right? Maybe that was the moment where yeah. it, went, it went from okay to like this game is now massively popular, and a lot of dudes are playing it and acting real shitty. Yep. Um, but a lot of we, people yelling at their mom in the background. But that's great. Yeah, that's no, the best. I, I, I love it. I mean, I feel sorry for the poor moms that like are putting up with fucking monsters. But also, like, th- I think some of my favorite voice chat moments have been, like, that type of, like, off-camera. I just, I just had it happen. I played some, uh, w- weirdly enough, I don't hear voice chat in games very often at all, but I went and played some Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, which is the, the game from three years ago. Right. And there were two people voice chatting, like, and not realizing they were doing so, just yelling into the room. Oh, really? And they're talking to someone else about going shopping, and then someone else literally was yelling at someone out of the room. Uh, and it felt like I had come home. It was nice. How do you, how did, did they have like, were they new? I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I, you know, like, like maybe they're new. Um, and maybe, you know, they bought the game at a discount because it's an older one and they don't know how it's, it's entirely possible. Uh, or yeah, I, I just, I, you know, if they're playing an older Call of Duty, maybe they're not as savvy about the features of the console yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think there's a number of reasons it could be. But I don't know. My my favorite like social interaction in in all of that era of video games remains uh, when I would play Uno with the Xbox Live Vision camera and the shit you would see people getting up to. But also, I think you add some of that around the PS4 launch, like less about video games, but the. Uh, all the stuff people were doing with the that pack-in thing with the little robots. Uh, Playroom. Oh, yeah. Uh, Playroom streaming and, and people running their own talk shows and just like, you want to watch people smoke drugs? Here you go. They're doing it in front of their PlayStation. They really want to show you do it. They really want to show themselves doing it. I don't think it counts, but I had a lot of fun with Moonbase Alpha. Really? Because uh, it has that text-to-speech. Oh, Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. And so just like palling around with my friends on the moon, us like in Skype with each other, but nobody talking to each other, only yeah. using the that that was a very unique voice experience that I, I haven't yeah. had in any other video game. But Velvet Sundown kind of did the a same the similar thing, but like the game, the whole game was a social like experiment in a way of right. like like convincing other players that you were this or that. You know, kind of like a board game. One of, one of them board games where you just lie that are all the rage. It was like like that in some ways, uh, and and yeah, that was that was a fun time too because it was just goofy interactions with strangers, and when they're up for it, and it become you have these little dumb improv-y moments, yeah, like that goes a long way. Yeah, you can totally like form friends, and, and it, like even if you don't at exchange friend codes or whatever, you have those moments with them. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, ACM State says, "What's your bet on a release date for Anthem? Plus or minus three months?" Uh, 
I mean, I'm probably going to say next October, next September, something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't remember what they announced at all about the release window for that. If it was just next year or what their, what their actual announcement is. But uh, my guess for Anthem is going to be late Q3, early Q4 of next year. That comes from, yeah, ACM statement, as I said. Uh, let's see. You got anything lined up over there? Working on it. Working on it. Looking, All right. You know, if, even if you don't have a specific question for the topic at hand, uh, if you've got just something you want to pick, yeah. pick our brains about, we're here. Let me know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lethal Jam says, Maple Story was my first social MMO experience. I seldom hear anyone talk about that game, even though it was once one of Nexon's biggest franchises, had an anime and everything. You seem like you would have dabbled in Maple Story at some point. I, that might be the meanest thing I've ever said to you. <laughs> yeah, first of all, how dare you? Uh, second of all, I really considered it. I came close. I don't remember what I was playing. I was playing... So the prop, the main problem why I wasn't is because I didn't have a computer with internet on it until 2007 at home. Oh, okay, I would yeah. use like the library computer or right, whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, in the in the interim. But yeah, and, and by that point there were enough like legit online games. Like the first online game I got really got into was StarCraft, right? Because mm-hmm. it, was, it was barely a thing at that point, but it was yeah. still kind of enough of a thing. Uh, but yeah, no, I I did play. This is. Oof. I played a game called Naruto Arena. Uh huh. It was a. Now g- you see why I might say Maple yeah, Story. No, this is worse. Yeah. This is worse. Uh, is a game where you like built your team of three and you had different powers and you randomly got like four. four there were like four different colors of mana that you could get and then you do attacks based off of those things. I had a mm. leaderboard and everything. I had a clan. I had a clan. I was in a clan. Nice. I was the deputy in charge okay. at one point. Yeah. So like I was pretty yeah, pretty high up in your but, Naruto clan. Um, yeah, never never really missed with like RuneScape or Maple Story yeah. or I any tried of those. I tried RuneScape once and. It's just a blur now. I barely even remember what type of game it is. Yeah. Besides it, RuneScape? Yeah. It was, know, it was like, like a, a it's like a Di- Diablo, okay, but yeah. not as loot heavy. And is Maple Story a side scrolling? Maple Story side MMO? Side okay. scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. Then they fuck, did man, a then huge, fuck man, I played some Maple Story. They did a huge RuneScape update, I think last year, and it like basically looks like wow, wow from what I re- remember briefly like yeah, they're okay. still fucking updating that game yeah, and- yeah. uh the monkey 64 uh says how do you feel and this this is for ben this question is obviously Ben. how do you feel about jinder mahal about to set a wwe championship duration record you know uh i always believed he could do it mm-hmm. but the fact that he could surpass uh the previous owner of that record who of course we all know is mr ass yeah um the fact that that happened that could happen it's, it's to see that in my lifetime is truly an inspirational moment yeah we should all try to be a little bit more like jinder mahal uh Let's see here. What was the first online game you made a genuine friend in while playing? I don't know. I, I'm not sure that that happened. Uh, green Eggs and Ham. No, sorry. Green Eggs and Sam. That's a way better name. Uh, I would be... I'm a, I'm a chat room guy. I'm not a message board guy. Uh, I've always been more about live chat 
than than about posting messages and stuff like that uh, since the IRC days. So I fell in with a few different shitty IRC crowds, and we would play. We actually just played a ton of Tetranet, but we would play. Oh, yeah. yeah, we would play a lot of. I, I had my own. I made a Tetranet theme uh, using sounds and images from Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> Very fucking good. Very fucking good theme. <laughs> Do you have like? V- video archive of this no but i think i still have the theme so if you just want to fucking play some tetranet i think i install the theme and we could just go at it um and so we would play a lot of that we would play a lot of starcraft usually just like against ai not not against each other that often but we would team up against against ais and and play a lot of starcraft uh we got a few of us offshoot of that that crew like i'm still like relatively i still talk to some of those uh people on a somewhat regular basis like we played a lot of gary's mod Oh yeah, yeah, and we got way into just like building a bunch of really dumb shit in in Gary's mod, and uh, I I made a gun that launches bikes in Gary's mod. That was a very twisted <laughs> twisted weapon. Was it called the bike gun? Yeah, it was a bike gun. Shoots bikes. Very fucking nasty. Um, you have anything down there? All right. Uh, let's see here. Gundam Guru says. Is being a wrestling fan a requirement to work at Giant Bomb? Absolutely not. In nope. fact, in fact, please don't. Uh, please don't. Like, I don't know anything about wrestling beyond the major players. Mm-hmm. And, like, even then... I'm Mr. Just, Ass. Yeah, Mr. Ass, Rashiki, uh, Big Show, because he big. Mm-hmm. Um, big Show, Big Destiny player. Yeah, somebody said he had, like, two level 240, 240 power characters, like two days ago uh he's going in for surgery soon so like he, he's like off television for a while and it, I, you have to i i might have said this last week but i i wonder if this some of this stuff got timed like oh destiny's out i need surgery anyway i can schedule it let's schedule it for right after destiny comes out i can really get it in yeah uh all this time to hang out and vape um that picture of him with his like custom destiny yeah rig is pretty good yeah yeah it's uh it's pretty sweet uh sneaky beef taco says what happened to the idea that the nemesis system could be a core mechanic in games what other trend would you bet on not catching on yeah i don't know i i still think if we give it enough time you know this XCOM dlc that just came out uh actually kind of just has the nemesis system in it uh and of course uh, uh shadow of war has it uh of course uh, expanded on in a lot of ways right and I don't know. I, I'm surprised in a lot of ways. I would have thought that something like uh, Wildlands would have benefited oh, from something one. like that. Um, like that type of open world game where you've got like pockets of resistance, like a Far Cry game could do really well with something like that. Uh, now, th- this is maybe a little... I don't know. We can talk about this. Uh, does it only work because they're orcs? Does it only work because they're not human? Because in a way, if it was a person... Mm-hmm. in the whole nemesis I, we're talking about nemesis right yeah yeah okay i only half heard the start of the question yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I was i was yeah, I, but, I, okay yeah. okay uh it'd be a little weird and fucked up to be like i'm killing this dude and this dude's son and this other dude like and just seeing them get more disfigured as the game like if they were human it'd be a little too real to me well maybe. you don't have to i mean you know the the style of the game would would help with that like it does it, it they don't all have to be you are cutting someone's head off and then they're coming back to face you two hours later or sure. something like that though that'd be funny in its own fucking weird <laughs> it way 
Uh, but you know, they could be mechs. They could be evil robots. They could be uh, they could be people, and you're just like, you know. But it's not a a not necessarily a melee combat game. So it could be like, oh, well, you shot a guy, and he comes back, and he's wearing a sling or something. But he's still, you know, he's got bandages over his shoulder because that's where he got shot. But you know, he was wearing a vest. It's fine. He didn't really die. Now he has a shoulder-mounted laser. Yeah. Or, yeah, or they go really fucked up with it, and then you're just like, you're dismembering people, and they're coming back with robot limbs and all this other stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- I think that could work. But I think that could work with, like, cars in a racing game, you know? Like, that type of that type of structure, that type of open-world structure is applied to so many different types of games nowadays. Like, Need for Speed has been open-world for a while, and... uh you know, like uh, a a lot of games fit that template, like the Ubisoft template. I think you know you could fit in something like this into a lot of those games. So you know, something like the Division, you could theoretically get into it there. And and yeah, maybe it'd be a little weird. Uh, like maybe or maybe you would just lose the idea of the like showing physical damage at that point. Once they're humans, you're like ah, you know, like you yeah, you gunned him down, but he he'll get you next time. Because, I don't know, the bad guy always survives somehow. Uh, and, and maybe they just go that way with it. But, yeah, I, I think it could fit in. I've got potentially a very exciting question here. Okay. Um, I didn't tell this guy I'm going to respond to him, but he just messaged me. So that means he's probably still at his computer. Hello. Caller, go ahead. You're a little quiet there. We hear noise in the background. All right. Tell you what. I'm going to give you a couple minutes to figure it out, and I'll call you back. Okay. All right. Uh, would I like a bike gun in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? No, I, I don't I don't know that that would... Unless it shot the motorcycles. Like if, oh, it, if it, it was a gun that just fired just full sidecar motorcycles in the direction Can of somebody. Can you imagine like, shooting it through a window at somebody? <laughs> That'd be that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. I, I I'm gonna try this Fortnite battle royale thing when we get out of here and and give that a, another look. It's such a weird, like such a weird fit. Yeah. Uh, for what that game has been up to this point, for years and years in development, like this feels almost. When you think about the number of things that game probably needs to have in it, in terms of like menu redesigns and like. Like they, there's a lot of work to be done. That's around. one of the only games that's more confusing its UI and uh, currencies and stuff than Destiny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that when you look at the way that game is built and all its weird free to play stuff, like this mode being in that game is really strange. And I like that's one of those cases where I'm like, wait, isn't there like already a whole game that you need to finish, but you're throwing in this super opportunistic thing and like when you log into it it's like hey it's only one-on-one don't team up it's not allowed by the way squads are coming (laughs) and it becomes this thing of like the game says early access when it launches and then it rolls into the thing a separate menu and then you hit on that it's like this is now a public we we were talking about during the podcast what a weird it's weird it's really weird um all right i want to i want to finish off with this call if it goes as well as i hope it does okay so Hello, you are back on with us. Caller, go ahead. Hi, uh, I'm about to finish my PhD dissertation. Uh-huh. Listening to the uh, Giant Bombcast has been an important way for me to deal with stress. In recognition of this, I'd like to thank the crew and everyone there as a 
in my acknowledgement section, what would everyone like to be known as? Oh gosh. Uh, I can only speak for Brad. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I, I just, you know, just that. Thank you. First, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, awesome. th- thanks. That's, that's uh, what, yeah. what's your uh, dissertation on? If you don't mind. Uh, I've studied the history and development of CAD CAM and 3D printing for the use of prosthetics. Oh, yeah. That sounds very complicated. Yeah, it's very Deus Ex. <laughs> did you see the, yes. the, 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 did you see the weird, what do you think, what do you think of the licensed prosthetics? Like there's some Marvel stuff and the, the Deus Ex one and, and that sort of stuff. My thing is, so long as they're being made by professionals, I'm okay with it. It's when it gets into the DIY community that I get a little bit concerned. Yeah. Prosthetics are pretty complicated objects. And when we suddenly say that everyone can make them, things kind of go awry. Yeah. That, that seems uh, like maybe we'll get there someday. Cause you know, like people might want to have like different day, change it up. Or I, I don't even know. Yeah. That's a, uh, it's a really, it's a really wild, uh, like, like seeing that day SXR arm up close and being able to make it move with the weird uh, motion tracking thing they had uh, was this weird moment of just like, man, it's, it, it felt very futuristic, even though I'm sure like the reality of it is like even beyond this stuff, right? Uh, like it, it was, it was a cool moment to be able to see that stuff up close. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see. So a lot of the work that I've done is actually in the developing world, mm-hmm. and it's always fascinating to see the difference between what is actually being used in the developing world and the developed world, and the divide in terms of technology. And then you know you feel like an asshole for the most of your life, being like, oh, I've got fancy future technology, and the rest of the world is very much further behind than that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, just like Deus Ex. Just, no, <laughs> uh, um, but as, as far as acknowledgements, I don't know. I you know, like real names are fine by me. I want to okay, be known too. as the unverifiable Ben Pack. All right, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, thank you. Someday he'll get exactly. verified, and and we'll put an end to this, make him a, a legit person. But but yeah. Well, thanks a lot. And yeah. I'm glad glad no we problem. could help in the, the most minuscule way possible. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, dealing with stress on any given day is an important aspect of his life. True. I suppose that's true. Yeah. No, that's definitely right. Thanks for your call. Awesome. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up here from uh, this end. Maybe I'll look uh, look here and see. Oh, here we go. Uh, just, just This isn't even a question. It just came in from Floyd AO or Floyd EO PUBG demo derby mode. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, Hell yeah. 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 Cars. I, I want more demolition derby simulators but like the ones that they put out on playstation one and all that stuff none of them were accurate i want painstaking accuracy in a demo derby game where you're like oh i've got a backup battery in my car i want i need to put the i need to take the clips off this one and put it on the other battery and try to get it started again and how about grave diggers battlegrounds yeah okay just a monster truck battle yeah yeah just a hundred monster trucks and, on. and the nemesis system. So the monster truck comes <laughs> back and it's like son of barefoot is now here <laughs> fighting you. You are of course, Bigfoot two, which yeah. I think was the one with the even bigger tires. <laughs> all right. Erase all this from the archives. Yeah, no. this, is, this is our money making million idea. Do not steal don't original steal. game idea. This is don't. super secret stuff. Uh, we will be back with you next week. Uh, with the giant bomb cast and of course the post show uh which turn up turn up with ben and jeff i don't i don't like the name anymore <laughs> yeah it's gonna be have a different name next week. yeah next week different names keeps keep submitting names <laughs> see you, everybody bye